So this morning, as we continue our evangelism series with Madison Multiply Churches, we are privileged to have preaching today Houston Tucker. He is the resident church plant. He is the church plant resident. I switched that at the vine. Would you open with me Luke 5? We're going to read verses 27 to 32. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at, the, at his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. All right, good morning. My name is Houston, like she said. Uh, and uh, actually, I was the church planning resident of the Vine. Uh, but I'm soon to be the preaching and teaching pastor at Eastside. A little transplant action. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you have a go team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, still, Madison Multiply, and still very excited to be here preaching in the Madison Multiply series. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you've heard this already. Uh, Zach was here last year, right? Last year. Last week. He was here last year, too. But uh, Zach was here last week, and I'm sure he gave you the same spiel, uh, but you'll have to hear it again. You'll probably hear it five times. That's fine. It's good to hear things. Um, I love this opportunity to do the Madison Multiply summer preaching series. I love the chance as a preacher to get to visit other churches. I mean, I'm, I've been here you know, plenty of times before. You guys are probably sick of me by now, uh, but that's too bad. I'm here again. Uh, and I also love, as someone who listens to preaching, to hear uh, other pastors from our church network uh, preach the gospel, and I'm very excited. And specifically, I, I'm really excited because I think this preaching series, it makes so much sense for us to keep these strong relationships in the Madison Multiply network. It helps us to, you know, build these strong relationships, maintain these strong relationships, um, which is a really powerful thing. I think it's really beautiful. Uh, it's really beautiful thing when churches in an area work together because they have a shared goal of seeing the tr city transformed by the gospel. And I think we can do some amazing kingdom work when we team up that way. Amen. This year, our preaching series is all about learning evangelism from Jesus. And I think that's because we believe that the best thing that could happen to our city, the best thing that could happen to Madison, Wisconsin, is that it's transformed by the gospel. And we believe that the way that's going to happen, the way our city is going to be transformed by the gospel, is if people in our city have a genuine encounter with Jesus. We believe that because, you know, when we read the Gospels, we read story after story of Jesus encountering somebody, someone encountering Jesus, and every time people go away changed. You know, they, maybe you've heard this before, you can't leave Jesus neutral to him. And so our hope in this series is that by studying Jesus, 
And by studying his interactions with people who didn't know him, we can learn how to better point people to him. And so that's the vision for the Madison Multiply preaching series, and specifically for our text today. You know, you just heard it read. You know, today we're going to look at an encounter that Jesus had with a guy named Levi. And we're going to see how this short encounter completely changed Levi's life. And there's one simple reason why, G- why Levi's life was changed. And we can't miss it. So there's one reason why Levi's life was changed when he encountered Jesus. And on the most basic level, his life was changed because when he met Jesus, Jesus called Levi. This passage is a story about how Jesus goes out of his way to find somebody. And when he does find that guy, he just says to him two words. He says, follow me. And that's all it took. And Levi's life is changed. So if we're going to learn evangelism from Jesus today, we're going to start with this. We're going to start by understanding that Jesus calls. And so we're going to unpack what that means. We're going to unpack through our time today, what does it mean that Jesus calls? Who does Jesus call? What does Jesus call? And why does Jesus call? So again, we're going to look at today who, what, and why. Who does Jesus call? What does he call? And why does he call? And hope is that as we look at this passage together, as we look at Jesus calling Levi, we're going to learn a little bit from Jesus about evangelism. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for, man, we thank you for Luke's gospel that uh, uh, captured this encounter between you, Lord Jesus, and Levi. And we just pray that as we sit under your word today, uh, as we open our word, or your word, we pray that you would open our hearts to your word. Help us to walk away from here transformed. Uh, And we pray that as we go from here, we would be a people who uh, do evangelism like you did, Lord Jesus. Uh, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be glorifying to you, O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the first thing we're going to see is who Jesus met. So let's look at the first part of our passage again, verse 27, just the very first part of verse 27. He says, after this, He went out, Jesus went out, and he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at a tax booth. So we see Jesus meets a guy named Levi. And if you've been around church for a little while, or maybe you've uh, read the Bible a couple times, you've probably read a story with a tax collector in it. You've, You've heard, we probably talk more about tax collectors in the church than anywhere else in America, right? And this, I think, is an easy detail to either gloss over or kind of shortcut in this. I mean, like, when you think of a tax collector today, I don't know about you, but I think about, like, maybe someone who works at IRS, right? Uh, Maybe I think about someone who, like, works at a toll booth on the highway. Uh, Or uh, maybe, like me, you think about, like, the county assessor, who's always sending you mail 
asking you to tell them how much all of your stuff is worth so they can take more taxes. That's, I'm, you know, beside the point. Uh, but, you know, like, what is a tax collector, right? And so the, in the first century, a tax collector actually could be really close to any of those three things. Any of those three things could be uh, what a tax collector was. In fact, the, the word tax collector, they had kind of different words um, for it. And each of these ideas is kind of captured in one of those words. So we have a lot of information about tax collectors from first century Palestine. Uh, but we don't know exactly what kind Levi was. In fact, that, it's kind of left a little ambiguous here. Uh, so they had, you know, in the first century, they had the equivalent of like the IRS coming and collecting taxes. They had the equivalent of the toll booth. They had the equivalent of like a county assessor kind of thing. And so we think most likely Levi is like the toll booth kind. We, we think most likely Levi uh, is set up and he's collecting taxes from people who travel by, right? And so I think this is really interesting. Because if you read, if you remember from the last part of the text that was read a little while ago, you'll remember that people did not like Levi. They, they did not like uh, be, Levi and his friends because of their job, right? I, again, verse 30 you know, these guys are complaining about Jesus eating, just even eating with these tax collectors. And it's based solely on knowing that they're tax collectors, that the Pharisees and the scribes are very upset about it. They're upset that Jesus is even there, right? And I think we can't gloss over that because, first of all, that is wild. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I drive through Illinois— and I have to stop at the toll booths, and, you know, I get frustrated by the tolls, and, I, you know, you do the deep dive on the history of tolls in Illinois, and it's just a wild story. Uh, like, I get upset about that. Some of you are like, oh, yeah. I get upset about that, right? Like, I get upset about the idea of, of like, I gotta pay this, you know, $20 just to drive through Illinois. Anyways. But I cannot imagine, I'm, like, at a dinner at a friend's house, and there's like a friend of a friend there, and we're chatting, like, hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Illinois, from Chicagoland. Like, oh, cool, what do you do? So, and he says, oh, I'm a toll booth operator. And it's like, I get up from the table and like throw my wine in his face and storm out the door. I can't imagine getting that upset at just being near a toll booth operator right? Like, the truth is, like, it, whatever my frustration is with the system or whatever, or just having to spend the money, it's like I harbor no ill will towards the person working in the booth, right? So then the question is, like, why do these guys feel this hostility towards Levi and his friends? And the truth is that in the first century, these tax collectors would often not just do their jobs, not just collect the taxes or tolls that were required, they would go above and beyond, if you will. It's like if that same toll booth operator, you know, they got the sign that says, whatever, $5 for the toll or $2 for axle. It's like if he crossed that out, he crossed out the $5 and put $10 there. 
And he says, if you go through this toll, it'll cost you $10. And he takes the five and pockets it. And then puts the other five in the coffers. You get what I'm saying? It's like these first century tax collectors were notorious for asking, demanding extra off the top. And they've got Roman guards, centurions there to enforce. So it's not an option. You have to pay the extra bit. In first century, in the first century Palestine, these guys were commonly using their position to extort, like poor farmers. They'd say, you owe cool $10, but I'm going to make you pay 20. I'm taking 10, and 10's going to Rome. And so there, is there any surprise that these Pharisees are upset that Jesus is hanging out not just Levi, there's like a gaggle of these tax collectors, and he's at their house eating with them. So you remember that I said the main idea we're focusing on today is the call, right? Well, friends, that is the first thing, the first important thing we see about the call today, is that Jesus called Levi, a tax collector, of all people. I mean, of all the characters in the story to whom you expect Jesus to say, follow me, maybe it's the Pharisees, the religious elite, the people who tried so hard to follow God, who were so focused on doing his will 